It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. By the way, Devin Archer is testifying on Monday. Do you ever see, do you usually see the DOJ send letters on Saturday? Never. Never. This is the first time I've ever heard of the Department of Justice doing anything on a Saturday. Well, we've never quite had a Department of Justice like this either. But, so uh, true. It didn't work. They're trying. This is what's going on, by the way, that uh, Devin Hunter, Hunter's, Devin Archer, Hunter's ex-business partner, he's going to testify today for the House Oversight Committee, which pretty much should, should, in a just world, put the nail in the coffin for the Bidens. Yeah, he basically is going to testify that uh, he he's, was Hunter Biden's best friend. And they both sat on the board at Burisma. And he's going to testify that on multiple occasions that Joe Biden was involved in conversations while they were both on the board. And although Joe Biden says he had nothing to do with his son's business dealings, never talked about it with him, you're going to find out that he is the big guy that gets 10%. But as you heard Maria Bartiromo talk to James Comer there, they tried, the Department of Justice that is, they tried to derail the whole thing by having him arrested. They finally backed down late yesterday because apparently some House Republicans had said, oh, no, we're not putting up with that. So they backed down off and they said, well, we didn't mean to, you know, we didn't mean to arrest him so he couldn't testify. We were, sure. we were just talking about something else. Oh, yeah, have him turn himself into the nearest facility, I think is what they said. But I'm thinking the Department of Justice doesn't work during the week, never mind on a Saturday. But who made the first phone call? Was it like mm. Devin Archer's attorney called James Comer and said, we just got this letter from the Department of Justice? certified and sent to us mm, good call you know who, who did they call because comer was the one who was he was instrumental in getting it stopped so it but it, must have because they got to let him know if there's any interference happening right if you don't believe this administration uses federal government agencies to weaponize them against people that they don't want to testify or they don't want them to run against them or they don't want them to do something let's stick the fbi on them or in this case the department of justice so what was in the letter Comer says it was this. Yeah, the letter from the Department of Justice is uh, trying to nudge the judge to go ahead and uh, sentence Devin Archer uh, for something unrelated to what we're going to be talking to him about tomorrow. Uh, it's odd that it was issued on a Saturday, and it's odd that it's right before he's scheduled to come in to uh, have an opportunity to speak in front of the House Oversight Committee and tell the American people the truth about what really went on with Burisma. So here's the two different wow. realities that are happening in the world right now, in the country right now. That is, which is the real story. NBC, top story right now, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, and CBS are running with mounting legal troubles for Trump and Georgia. Yeah, they're going to send, they're going to indict him today on the Georgia election scam. So they're not even covering the fa- all these other networks. They're not even covering the fact that Hunter's ex-business partner is going to testify against him today. No one. Even two the diff- H- there are. You wonder why there are two different realities in the country? This is It's the media's fault. Yeah. Well, it's this fake, corrupt news media we have. I'm looking at our news source, by the way. I don't see anything about Devin Archer there no. either. God, no, they won't let me know. <laughs> it's like, they okay. People, they don't want people to know that. Wow. So I'm, I'm convinced that there'll be an indictment in Georgia today. What are the odds? Oh, I'd, I'd say... I bet you 100 bucks that Georgia indictment happens today for Trump because they're right over the target of the Biden corruption. When does when does Devin Archer start? Like this afternoon or is it this morning? Whenever he starts, <laughs> 10 minutes before that, Trump will get another letter that yep. he's being indicted. Yep. Is he still at Bedminster? So is he in New Jersey? I don't know. 
Good question. So it depends on where he is, but uh, yeah, he'll be in, he'll be indicted today on the Georgia election campaign thing. They have to. You watch. They have. If they're willing to try to take the wheat, the witness against Hunter Biden off the table, off the board, of course they're going to indict him over that. <laughs> it's like, how many indictments can one person actually get? I think he's broken the record. He'll make the Guinness Book of World Records for most indictments. What are you like every time he turns around, he's getting indicted. Every something. time I wake up, I find I have another indictment. <laughs> he right. talked about the indictments at his eerie Pennsylvania uh, rally over the weekend. These are ridiculous indictments, and all they're doing is hoping for massive election interference. That's all they want to do. They want to damage the leading candidate. By the way, leading by far, I have to say. First time he said this, though, he goes, I would even run from jail. Yeah, he's, they're not going to stop him. It, 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 it's, it's crazy. It, and to think, though, that this administration, the Biden administration, weaponizes almost every part of this government is scary. It, this, is, this is communism at its best. But people don't know that. Over half, I put it at 55% of the country don't know because they're watching every other network telling them that this isn't reality. They're telling people that what's really happening in the world is not happening. True. And they're distracting them out of something else, and people are dumb enough to believe it. Well, you know what? Go to different sources than people. Don't just stick to CNN or MSNBC or ABC or CBS or whatever network it is you're looking at. But it's true. People get into a routine. You know, it's like my dad. Every night we had to watch X at, at, at 6 o'clock regardless. He never watched anything else. Then again, there are only three networks at the time. But I don't know many people who look at different networks. They get stuck on one like a CNN or an MSNBC and they stay there. And they believe whatever they're spoon fed. It's almost a good – I never thought this. It's a good thing now though that so many people – so many less people watch TV news. It's true. Well, it's, it's great. I, but uh, also the other side to that is they're getting it off the internet, whether they're getting it uh, you know, on YouTube or TikTok or Facebook or wherever it is they get their latest feed from. And that's all propaganda as well. Yeah. Half of the time I look at the stuff that I get on Facebook that pops up. It's like, really? And you're going to believe this? And I'm thinking, how many people just read the same story and realized I know it's fake because of what we do? Right. But at the same token, nobody else knows that. Question your sources. All right, and way better news. We got this. Across America with Mega Jackpots. It's Mega Millions. True. Sure enough, we called wow. it on Friday. It rolled over again. It's a billion. Yeah, for tomorrow night's drawing. So go out and buy a ticket. You know, it was interesting, though. I, it was funny because I actually looked at the billboard that Diener talked about. And I have to crane my neck to get a look at it. But uh, Powerball went up to $74 million already. I was like, that was quick. So if you want to play the pauper game, that's tonight at $74 million. Like, you know. Unless a billion is the only thing that you'll buy a ticket for. Right. Have your standards gone up? Because I mean, originally when we, we started doing the show, I think it was 150,000. And then you went up to 300,000. And then you went up to half a million. So is it going to be a billion now before you buy a ticket? Is I that can your... barely even remember to buy tickets. I have no <laughs> idea. I literally, the only time I, I play is when I'm at Publix anyway. And I remembered because you got to walk by the lottery thing. I'm oh, like, okay. oh, yeah, yeah, that's yeah, happening. A ticket, yeah. Because we'll talk about it, I completely forget about it. So do I. So I can't even think. And and you know what? If I'm at a gas station, that means I got to walk inside the gas station. Oh God, I can't do that. That's just too much work. <laughs> Bad enough, I got to pump my own gas. Did you see that survey too? The amount of people that avoid stores that don't have a drive-through. I won't buy coffee unless you get a drive-through. I know. It's amazing. Uh, it's okay. You know who so blame the banking industry for that? That's right. They started it. That's right. When was the last time you we have this conversation? When was the last time you walked into a bank? It, it it's been months for me. Three and a half, four years. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I, I had to go <laughs> Mainly in. because I said, ah, Lauren does that. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, your wife did it. If your uh, wife doesn't know, do you know. it, but I mean. We send our CFO to do that stuff. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> 
All right, this developing story here. So the U.S. has updated its travel warnings for Haiti. I didn't think you needed to update your travel warnings for Haiti, but you do after wow. an American nurse was kidnapped there with her son. <laughs> Wonderful. With her child, actually. Why is she there? I don't know. Okay. we got to try to figure that one out. Mm. The heck knows. We've got that coming up, as well as uh, some weekend box office stuff. More next, the South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. When this battle is over, I'll be back in the White House, and the Bidens will have to justify all of the corruption that they've done. They're doing everything they can to ruin this election, just like they ruined the last. Yeah, Georgia indictment yet? No, not yet. I think mm-hmm. you're right. What ten oh five? Probably that's coming, or yeah. whenever the whenever they start to talk to De- Devin Archer on Capitol Hill. Yeah, they got to see because you figure it's going to be constant talk all day if he gets indicted this morning or this afternoon. So it'll and no one will talk about what Devin Archer is saying to the you know the oversight committee behind closed doors because God forbid the Biden administration. Anybody believes it, not a crime family. Yeah, that'll get kicked down to like, you know, third headline. No big deal. Yeah. No. Okay. No right. one's even talking about it. You know, it's funny because I've been to probably six or seven in that break, six or seven different websites. Not one mentions Devin Archer. Not one. They all talk about the Georgia indictment, but not one mentions Devin Archer testifying today. Isn't that interesting? Shiny new story in the corner. Mm. Right. Right. It's kind of scary. If you don't think this or the, if you don't think this administration hides stuff and runs the media to its side, they're covering for them. It's it's crazy. Propa- it's propaganda. That's it not is. journalism. No, it's it, the, I'm just like I said. I'm waiting for Putin to come out of the White House next. <laughs> I'm really surprised it hasn't happened yet. Uh, this is uh, kind of a disturbing story, but you got to ask why, don't you? Isn't that a fair question? Two Americans missing after being kidnapped in Haiti over the weekend. The nonprofit group Elroy Haiti. Announced that Alex Dursonville, a nurse who was married to the group's founder, and her child were kidnapped. Oh, jeez. Happened on Thursday morning while serving at a community ministry. State oh, Department geez. has upped its travel warning to Haiti. Didn't wow. we already have one, like, at the highest level? Or I thought so. I, I, I don't know. I've never had any desire to go to Haiti, so. But They're in contact think. with the Haitian authorities. They were taken the same day the State Department ordered all non-emergency U.S. government employees to leave Haiti. Due to kidnapping, crime, civil unrest, and poor health care infrastructure. Wow. Same day. Wow. And, and I mean, was she there? Is this like, you know, Doctors Without Borders kind yeah, of organization? It's, kind of a, it's, it's definitely a uh, yeah. nonprofit outreach kind of deal. But still, so you've got, so wow. it's her, so it's a family that's there with the child. I don't know how old the child is. Obviously, they're trying to protect that information. I don't care what kind of outreach it is. I'm not taking a child there. Yeah, I, yeah it's... it's they, you know, maybe look at Tim Tebow. You know, he's a prime example. Right. Most of his life, his father and his mother took him to all these kinds of places yeah. to do charity work That's and right. peace work. Pilgrimage. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, I don't think any of these people think when they go there and they're there to offer help that they're going to be looked at as criminals and that they should be kidnapped or they're going to use them as pawns against their own, you know, country. In this case, maybe the whoever kidnap these people think oh we we just hit the lottery jackpot we have a nurse and her son they're american this is great yeah I, that's terrible and uh, hopefully it's they're, they're going to be okay but you always i always think it's going to be the worst situation boy I, I, I give these people credit but right why why was the son there probably i'm sure they've this this woman's gone to countries across this globe and nothing like this has ever happened yeah to they, her before. they probably i mean you got to look at the timing of this thing the very same day 
that the State Department upped its warning, that, so they knew this kind of stuff was happening. The family probably had been there before, wow. maybe a long time yeah. helping out, you know, residents there because those poor people in Haiti, man, what they deal with—that's that, just awful. It's uh, not a good situation. Those poor people. Hopefully, they'll be returned safely. I don't know. Does the United States government—they don't deal with terrorists, do they? Do they deal with regular kidnappers though, who are desperate to, for money to survive? To have a house, to get food, to buy clothes? Man, you got to wonder. I don't know. I, I don't Because I don't even know what other State Department employees are over there. Wow. But if they got ordered out, that doesn't count for charities, I guess. They're like, no, we're going to finish our, our mission wow. to help people. Yeah, you know, that's, you know uh, there's a fine line between help and, and you know putting your life in danger. These people always put everybody else first. Right. It, it, right. It's, 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 a, it's a DNA trait I do not have, at least when it comes to people I don't know. You know, if it's family members, different story, but... I give that I give her credit for the these people credit for what they do, but you know, for them to be put in danger is not good. Back stateside, this is a crazy story. It's weird to see this another business going away. Thousands of people across the country starting the week without jobs. The abrupt closure of Yellow Freight. Yeah, they were in trouble before, and they got a huge government handout, and I guess it didn't do any good. They're planning on, I guess, uh, filing for Chapter 11 bankruptcy today. Big trucking firm, though, isn't it? It's the biggest in the country. I think they employ 34,000 truckers. across. So 34,000 people woke up yesterday without a job. And I don't know, you know, as an independent trucker, if you work for a company, if you can just go, you know, okay, let me go over to here and and see if they're hiring. I always hear, you know, on Fox News overnight, they always run ads for trucking companies looking for business. So maybe they can they can go to another company. But you can only hope thirty four thousand people unemployed in one day is a big that's a big hit. And they had just relocated a bunch of them uh, to Nashville from Kansas City last year. So can you imagine moving? (laughs) To still to an area you're trying to get used to, and then you lost your job. And now you lost your job. Now That's a you're rough in deal, man. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's, it's sad. So hopefully they'll be able to find business somewhere else. You can only hope. I, the trucking industry runs this nation, though, so it was kind of hard to see wh- how a company like Yellow went out of business. Is it just poor management or people aren't shipping as much via tractor trailer yeah, these really? days? With the, yeah, but with the demand for shipping how, and, and trucking, how could you... What know. a time to go out of business. Yeah, it's, it, you would think maybe they were shipping stuff that isn't shipped as much lately. You know what I mean? They can do it other ways. I, I don't know. I always thought the trucking industry ran this, this world. But I was always told, because I can remember as a kid when the, the Teamsters went on strike and with the trucks, trucking company, it shut this nation down. I mean, I don't think you guys were born yet, but I remember it, it, it shut us down. And no one could get anything. You couldn't get food. You couldn't get clothes. It was kind of scary. So, I, you know, they have a lot of power. But for a major company like that to go under? Weird. It's odd. I just wonder if it's bad management that did it. And the other businesses that are affected by that. That was like when that potential UPS strike was being talked yeah, about. This, well, this thing will affect a lot of people, too. You knew UPS wasn't going to happen, though. 340,000 drivers and yeah. workers going on strike at the right. same time. Nah, they weren't going to let that one happen. Uh, it was another weekend of uh, Barbenheimer at the box office. Just like last weekend, it was Barbie huge, then Oppenheimer still huge, but way behind Barbie. Yeah, and then way behind all of them was the Haunted Mansion. It only made like $24 million. For a summer movie. Yeah. Nobody going to see that thing. For a Disney summer movie. Disney, Disney's last couple of films have been bombs. No pun intended. You know? They, the, what was the one just before this? The Little Mermaid. That that was out of theaters in like three weeks. It didn't do well. No, it's and that, on, thing, that thing was like ballyhooed for like two and a half years yeah. coming. We, oh, it's coming. It's, it's going to be amazing. On uh, paid, it's on uh, demand right now. You can buy it or rent it, I guess. 
Here's so. maybe the biggest story from the box office again, though. Sound of Freedom, little old Sound of Freedom, made more money again. It's at about 150 million bucks in total now, and that's uh, not just gross. Put it this way: it beat Mission Impossible. Came in fourth. Mission Impossible came in fifth. And and I didn't Imp- see that coming. Yeah, who saw that coming? So a lot of people have said still word of mouth. You know, it's funny because maybe it's different pockets of the nation. Mm-hmm. You know, we heard about it like a couple of weeks ago. It was big here in the southeast, so maybe it's making its way to the Midwest or to the West at this point. I don't know, but this movie keeps going strong for one that has no advertising whatsoever other than word of mouth. That's exactly right. But then think of how many free tickets they're giving away. I still see that over the weekend. I saw it uh, from that Angel Studios. You know, it's wow, it's true. They're just trying to promote anti-human trafficking, so. Get free tickets from us. Every, what if they? What if they were charging everybody? Yeah, they it might have pr- been two hundred million dollars so far. Might have beat no Oppenheimer for all we know. It's amazing. It's it's incredible, is what it is. All right, catching up on some other stuff from the weekend. We'll do that with rapid fire coming up next. Just past bottom of the hour. Stick around for that. The South Florida Morning Show. Time for Jen and Bill's rapid fire on News Talk eight fifty WFTL. All right, coming back in from a whole weekend of stuff. Jen's got the first story to catch you up. You know what? I got to stick close to home in my roots. The story about Jimmy Hoffa. Where is the body and who killed him? Uh Uh-oh. Still going on? His son is writing a book, James P. Hoffa. God. He's a Jimmy Jr., I guess. And the name of the book is My Name is Hoffa. He's expected to blame the mobsters in Motor City for his father's demise. So this this is this guy's... Like last shot at trying to make some coin off this I this legend. So. Yeah. He's trying to say that uh, he believes his father uh, was with Vito Billy Jack Giacalone. That's one person? Yeah. Okay. His name was Billy Jack. He picked up Hoff in the parking lot of the Red Fox restaurant. He was the one who was last seen with him. That he's because of just logics at this point in time, he's the one that killed Jimmy Hoffa. But they still don't know where the body is. And he says it's been so long that they're just going to put it to rest. I'm Ooh. like, really? Do we really care where Jimmy Hoffa is these I, days? I, I, I don't. Know. I'm sticking. With, I know this was debunked, but I forever will stick with the the old conspiracy theory that he was buried in the end zone of Giant Stadium. I love I mean, that. The yeah. old Giant St- uh, yeah. Meadowlands. I will, didn't, forever in my mind, I will believe that's true. But didn't I they dig it. it up? Didn't they oh, dig yeah, it up no, looking for him? Yeah, they <laughs> didn't find him. No, but in my mind, it's, it's still there. It's great. You know what? They just didn't dig deep enough as far as I'm concerned. What was the Scorsese movie they, when they did all this? It was with uh, Pacino. Yeah, Hoffa. Was Hoffa. it good? It actually was. It was long, but it was yeah. good. But in that, they see he burned him. Like, he's just ashes. So, I mean, well, has like, no one ever gone with that theory? Yeah, well, it would be the logical theory at this point. I right. I mean, you know, they looked everywhere for Jimmy Hoffa's body, and they never found it. They never found out who killed him. I just right? I love the, the idea that this son is getting older now. So he's like, <laughs> well, I got one last shot. Got to write a book. Let me write a book about my famous dad yeah. who got offed. Because <laughs> he was, you know, going against the, the Teamsters. We're going to find him. <laughs> Maybe. Wouldn't it be the most amazing thing if we found out the truth that the, this whole time he just recently passed away, his whole life he was living in a, this great nursing home. Oh, he's been what, a miracle mile in yeah, Fort Lauderdale. Yeah. Lived, lived, lived a long, happy life and was just laughing at the conspiracy theories all these years. That would be great. All right, well, this is happening on Capitol Hill today. The longtime friend and business associate of Hunter Biden is expected to testify against him to the House Oversight Committee. Devin Archer's his name. Boy, the more that they report about this guy's business dealings, what yeah. a slime ball. Yeah, yeah wow. they, they're going to discredit this guy. No matter what he says about Hunter Biden, they're going to say, well, he's, he's a creep, too. 
He will detail because he was intimately involved with the foreign business dealings with Hunter and Joe Biden, allegedly, could shine light on the level at which the president was allegedly involved in those dealings. So he had been, uh, (laughs) we just recently found this out. In 2018, he was cleared of charges of embezzlement and fraud against a Native American tribe. Come on, man. (laughs) This is what they were, the Department of Justice wanted him to turn himself in on. But he was exonerated from the charges. So I, you know, come on. But it it also speaks to the character of people that Hunter Biden surrounded himself with. The slimiest of the slime. They were all they were all crooks. But the story here is what the Department of Justice tried to do over the weekend. So they sent a letter to Devin Archer's people saying you should turn yourself in. (laughs) <laughs> the guy for what? And they're like, for what? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Just turn yourself in. <laughs> they, they, they tried to pull a fast one, the Department of Justice, to keep him from testifying against the Bidens until House Republicans got all up in arms and they got the DOJ to back off. They were trying to take him off the chessboard so that this testimony couldn't happen today. The Department of Justice protecting a guy because he's connected to the Bidens. That's okay, right. so did Joe send the command while he was sitting on the, the beach under his little umbrella there? Is that when he sent the, I, told the Department of Justice, go take this guy out? Hand to God. I honestly think Joe has no idea, no recollection of this stuff anymore. I really don't. Really? He did at the time. Not now. Nah. He's gone. He's so far gone. He's, he's got a, a mind, mind full of mush. Yeah. He has a mush mind. Sad. It's amazing, though, what they try to do. So, oh, it's inc- and they're not even trying to hide it. Right. How corrupt they are. Right. Over the weekend, it's just the Department of Justice trying to get this guy arrested before he can testify. And everyone's like... Well, Huh? Just to, just throw <laughs> him in jail life. so yeah. he can't testify. Yeah. That's all. You know, he was exonerated of those charges wow. in 2018, by the way. It's kind of like you can't go back and charge him again. Well, it's going to be... I know it's not open to the public, but I can't wait to hear what uh, what oh, happens from this. Which, which is guaranteed there's another Trump indictment coming today. Oh, 100%. Because they, yes. are, they are right over the target yeah, of the are. Biden corruption. And they're like in the crosshairs. They're this close to nailing them. And this means they... Only one thing? they got to go after Trump. Because the question indictment. is, do they actually go after him and arrest him this time, put him in handcuffs? custom thrown on the back of a car. Maybe. <laughs> like the old paddy wagons. Yeah. So this is pretty wild, guys. So kind of a weird story out of the NFL. You probably heard about this over the weekend, Bill. Jonathan Taylor. Oh, this kid. They kind of railroad this kid. Wow. Who's he's, he's, he's a running back. He's, he's a really, really good running back for the Colts. Probably, what, what would you say, top three, top five in the league? I think so. Yeah. So basically his you know contract negotiations are coming up. He's in a contract year. This came out of nowhere. No one had any inclination that he was going to be, you know, having troubles with the Colts and the owner, Jim Ursay there, who's just a wackadoodle. Well, he's a drug addict. Well, oh, isn't he the one that gets uh, all the rock memorabilia? Yeah, you told me yeah. about him. Okay. He's a total head case. Yeah, okay. He's, he's kind of a basket case. So apparently they had these meetings over the weekend, him and he, uh, Jonathan Taylor and Jim Ursay, and they were trying to come to some conclusion on his contract. And they said, no, you know, we're not going to re-up your contract yet. We're going to wait to play this year. We're not going to pay you a ton of money just yet. And it turns out now Jonathan Taylor says, well, I want to be traded. And then Jim, Jim Ursay says, no, we're not going to trade you. And then he says, if I were to die tonight and Jonathan Taylor never played football again, the NFL would go on. Nobody would miss us. And everyone's like, whoa, where did that quote come from? It's like a heck of a tweet. Wow. Yeah. So now what they might do, like you're talking about railroading the guy, Bill, they might put him on the physically unable to perform list, the non-injury, the non-football injury list, just so he wouldn't be able to play this season and not pay him. So he... So if it's wow. not an injury, they don't have to pay him. Right. That would be a full season's worth of salary that they would take away from this kid. Just How bad on. is this guy, this owner of this team? So, That's terrible. And they're using that under this guise of saying it's back pain. Yeah, he's got lingering back pain. We'll just, right. you know, we're going to shelve him for a little while. 
This Jonathan Taylor tweets out yesterday, never had back pain, never reported back pain. Not sure whose sources are, but that's not true. Yeah. Wow. It's a pretty wild. I've never seen a story this like a public back and forth get so ugly so quick between a star player and an owner before. And the Colts owner Ursay is saying, Nobody cares about their people more than the Indianapolis Colts. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, yeah, sure you do. <laughs> He's trying to railroad this guy. Holy sure. Cow. So, That's terrible. So what, where's the latest? He's stuck? I mean... It's in limbo. Crazy negotiations playing out in the public eye, so we'll see what happens so, with it. So the owner of this team, I, I would assume this this Jonathan Taylor guy was good at winning games for Indianapolis. Oh, yeah, he's great. So yeah. he's willing to lose games just out of spite because he doesn't like this guy? Seems that way, yeah. Wow. He is a basket case, Bill. He's oh, a yeah, case. Oh, terrible. Well, we all remember Hawkeye. Not yeah. the one from MASH, but the one from the Marvel movies. <laughs> Not Hawkeye Pierce. Yes, right. this, would be, this would be Jeremy Renner, the one who was run over by the snowcat trying to save his nephew. Uh, we remember how horrid it was in the hospital, and then all of oh, a yeah. sudden he made this great comeback. Well, now he's branching out. He is now the owner of a South Carolina vodka company. Oh, good you stuff. You can say thank you, Hawkeye, for sweet grass vodka. Smart. Oh. Now, here's the best news, because I think it was Mark Wahlberg did this with the tequila. Mm. Jeremy Renner is going to start showing up at alcohol stores, liquor stores across the nation, right. promoting his sweet grass vodka. And he's going to be signing bottles and meeting and greeting. So when he shows up up the street, you guys better let me know. I'll be there in a heartbeat. Why is Janet total wine? Well, because <laughs> Hawkeye's there. You always make money with alcohol. It's, Isn't it it's amazing? It's a great investment, yeah. When you look at it, it really started with... Um, uh, George Clooney George had Clooney. tequila, yeah. yeah. No, and Lemoncello. Yeah, oh, He did yeah. it with Danny DeVito. They did a Lemoncello first. That started it, and then it went into coffee and everything else. But. Jeremy Renner's got to be one of the biggest comeback stories, though. He was, he was dead. Nice? He was yeah. dead. It's amazing. Yeah, so... Uh, for him. That, that, that happened in December. Huh? I like him. Hopefully he's Wasn't very even successful. A year. It hasn't even been a year yet. Yeah, that's right. Good for him. That's awesome. Well, uh, North America's movie theater owners, they're loving Barbie again. Barbenheimer it was just like a repeat from last week. It was Barbie huge, Oppenheimer huge, but way less than Barbie. And then in third place, so this haunted house movie from Disney. Oh, the Haunted Mansion? Haunted uh, Mansion. Are they on like the fourth in a row that's not Oof. done well? It only made like $24 million. How much did it cost to make? You said, <laughs> Dean, or you looked it up. $158 million to okay. make because the cast is really strong. Elemental didn't do good. Lorimer may made money, but it, I'm not sure if they broke even on that. It's not what they thought it was going to be. They yeah. thought it was going to be like this decade's smash hit. Right. They'll make money on the rentals and the purchases online. You watch. But here's the story from the weekend. Sound of Freedom. Little old independent Sound of Freedom. Amazing. Made more money again. They have now reached the $150 million mark. That's phenomenal. Isn't that great? Yes. That's awesome. Get the message out there. That's awesome. It, it's, it was ahead of Mission Impossible. I, that's the, even more shocking as it beat, you know, Tom Cruise's film. Wow. Man. Yeah, good for them. I, I love it. Hopefully it keeps going even after it goes out of theaters. People so. see it. I think when it will, too. When it streams, yeah, it'll be even bigger. Yeah. I'm going to cut myself off, guys, because then we want to get to Jay Ratliff. But on the next Rapid Fire, I'm going to carry it over. Uh-oh. I'm going to let you guys know how you can buy Michael Jordan's car. Why do I want Michael Jordan's car? I think you can actually afford it. Well, you know there'd be plenty of leg room. Let's put it that say, way. Yeah. <laughs> I probably wouldn't be able to reach the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> it's going up on auction. So I'll carry that over to the okay. next rapid fire. All right. Uh, Jay Ratliff, Flight 850, our aviation segment coming up next. More passengers doing bad things to talk about. It's coming up next. The Self-Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. It's going down. A plane's going down. And it's crashed. And we all stood up. Ooh.
looked up and all of a sudden you just see the whole thing coming down. And I was like, just, you know, Kevin got the word playing, you know what I'm saying? Everyone was just like, wait, where are you running to? I'm like, yo, save them. He walked out in his clothes and socks and shoes and he was shaking up though. So New Hampshire. So New Hampshire. It was a tough weekend yeah. overall for small planes. That one was Hampton Beach, New Hampshire. It was a small plane uh, crashed into a beach. He's okay, but it just barely missed people who were actually swimming at the time. It was. I guess he was. He was pulling a banner, but they said at the time when he crashed, he wasn't pulling the banner, so he must have dropped it. I guess, and then Man. the plane just kind of flipped over when it hit the water, and then you see people just scattering trying to get away. It was. It was wild. It wasn't the only one, though. We had some air show problems, too, but uh, passengers behaving badly as well. One guy to go to on this. Now boarding. It's Flight 850 with aviation expert Jay Radliff on News Talk 850. WFTL. Ladies and gentlemen, you are Jay, first of all, good morning. Thanks for being here again. Hope it was a nice weekend. Why do we have so many stories this time of the year with small planes and incidents and all that stuff? Is it because it's just, you know, weather's nicer, there's more in the air? Is that a cause? It is. It's a lot like boats, you know, good weather. They'll they'll get out and, and do their thing. But, you know, a lot of times every week I'll have some story come across my desk on a general aviation accident or near accident, uh, many of those with serious injuries or fatalities, and they, they just don't attract the, the national media attention like so many others do unless it's in an event like we would have at an air show, near an air show, yeah. or if there was some dramatic video that accompanied it, uh, most of them uh, just kind of slide by by the wayside with very few people paying attention. But, you know, within the aviation world, every single time there's one of these that take place, uh, the investigation uh, goes through, the NTSB issues their report, and they try to share the findings with the general aviation community so that we can try to learn from every single accident or near accident the same way we do on the commercial side. Hmm. What is does it ever get to the point, Jay, where there's so many accidents, there's not enough NTSB people to go around? No, at this point in time that we we can handle it. Let's hope it never gets to that point. But you know, when you look at how in depth that All Star team is, and to me, the NTSB is is the reason we are enjoying the safest era ever of commercial jet travel in the United States. Uh, they're tenacious, and instead of coming in with an idea of what happened and then trying to find the the, the the evidence to support it, they go in and allow the evidence to dictate the course of the investigation. And many times after that investigation concludes, after 8, 9, 10, 12 months, they will give the Federal Aviation Administration a list of recommendations to make aviation safer. There have been times they've given the FAA a list of 8, 10, 15 things from one accident. They said if we can enact these, it'll make aviation safer. Of course, a lot of those are cost issues and and maybe only one or two will eventually be adopted but uh, the ntsb i i can't say enough about them and having worked with them uh over the years uh you know they're just an incredible group of people that uh again kind of behind the scenes but they're the people that we can thank for what we're enjoying today and when is it time to retire a plane not because of mechanical stuff <laughs> not because it's too old just because you've got well first of all the emergency slide falling off of it, and then, well, a couple of weeks later, smoke fills the cockpit. Is Great. this thing cursed? It's a United plane. You know, I don't know if I'm a United pilot, if I would want to, oh, jump behind the controls of that bad boy. Right. You're right. And I don't think it was even two weeks uh, between the time that we had the slide fall off. It's one of the ones, I believe, that was over the wing where the compartment came open, fell out, fell off the plane, and landed 
in some uh, somebody's backyard. Did Thankfully, they ever find that, no by injury. the way? Did they ever like, go, go find <laughs> oh, that slide? from God? Oh, yeah. You, you could see it falling from a distance, looking like a snake coming down. Oh, great. And, you know, it, th- those things tend to attract a crowd when they land and <laughs> right. landed in the guy's backyard. Now, thankfully, the guy didn't run out and, 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 and crawl under it and go, oh, 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 landed on me. No, he pulled it to his front yard. And, and, uh, and then he had a party United, with a bounce house. <laughs> they could have, if, you know, I want to come over and see what one of these things look like. Right. But it, it, the, the investigation's continuing on this, and no sooner than it's really started, you have the smoke filling the cabin on another uh, departure for this same aircraft where it had to turn around. It was a Chicago-Zurich flight, I believe, and had to come back to Chicago and land when smoke was starting to fill up the cockpit. So a lot of times you have cars that are like, you know, geez, seems like everything's going wrong. This airplane, you know, they're going to – I hope it's kind of taken out of the rotation for a while so that they can check the aircraft over, nose to tail, please, uh, and do as much as they can just to verify everything's in order. Because once this starts to happen, you almost get on an airplane and expect what's the next thing that's going to going to pop up. So, yeah, really. You know, no injuries or anything in the two incidents, thankfully. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'd, I'd I'd be checking out that tail number before I got on a. Uh, a United flight for sure. Wow. It's got I, it's got probably a nickname in the fleet, and it's like, oh no, you're not going on old Bessie, are you? No, it's called Satan. <laughs> God. You're gonna take Satan they, they, to Zurich. They write, that, Jen, they write that inside the bin on the cargo bins. That's where they they <laughs> name the aircraft because nobody can see it. I, I'm all I know is I am not flying United in three weeks. That's that's the good news, and hopefully yeah, that, well, there won't be any issues. They'll get it fixed. I mean, look, they just were, they just recorded what a a, a, a billion dollar profit in the second quarter. I mean, they're they're doing a lot of things right, and that doesn't happen by accident. And uh, you know, but the issue is, and we've talked about this. We have a pilot shortage, yes, but we also have a mechanic shortage. Right. That doesn't mean right. things aren't safe, but it means that it slows down the, the the return time for some of these aircraft that are in regularly scheduled maintenance. So, yeah, if you have no desire to fly, but you like to work outside on your own in all kinds of weather, you can become a, an aviation mechanic make a lot of money. All right, we'll check in in a week when that same plane loses its wheels or something. Or, uh, <laughs> Hopefully not a wing. Oh, let's not do that. <laughs> oh, let's I not don't do know. that. All right, buddy, we'll <laughs> for Flight 850 information, uh, 850WFTL.com and uh, daytradefund.com for uh, Jay Ratliff. We'll talk to you in a week. Always fun. Looking forward to it. Thanks. All right, all right pal. Take we'll care. talk to you Bye-bye. later. Hey, we've got another incident of an artist getting thrown uh, stuff at them on stage, but this time they fought back. Yeah, well, and then it didn't work out to her advantage, though, fighting no, back. <laughs> not at all. Uh-oh. All right, that in headlines next. The South Florida Morning Show. Keep it here. It's the South Florida Morning Show with Jennifer Ross and Bill Adams on News Talk 850 WFTL. When we win the election... A little more than a year from now, I will appoint a real special prosecutor to expose the monumental corruption of the Biden crime family once and for all. Okay, this is this, this is new. I mean, he said it recently, past couple of rallies, but to this extent, where he's coming out and saying, I'm going after them. And coming up, I mean, you knew it was going to happen. Now he's saying it out loud at a rally. And this rally in Erie was huge. Okay, so what have we said, though, for the past three years? You know, once Trump gets back in office or what, it's going to be a tit for tat kind of thing. You know, the Bidens went after him for three years, four years. He's going to retaliate. So does the next president go after the next president? I mean, is this yeah, going to keep going back? Yeah, but I hope we don't back? see it that way, though, because it's really not. Because the way he's framing this is 
if we don't stop this corrupt, the entire, what do we see over the weekend? The entire Department of Justice is completely corrupt. So he sees it as not tit for tat, but he's trying to he's trying to correct this. So true. But if you look at half of the nation, they believe the Bidens and they think Trump is corrupt as the day is long and he belongs in prison. So I think God. Vivek has the, the the right idea. Get rid of all of them. Start all over. Get rid of the Department of Justice. Get rid of the FBI. Get rid of the CIA. Clean the house and start all over and get people in there who aren't corrupt. Because if the Department of Justice is willing on a Saturday to send a letter to Devin Archer that you should turn yourself in for a crime that you committed in 2018 that you were exonerated from, you got a problem. So they tried to stop the main witness against Hunter from testifying today by just saying, uh, turn yourself in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Sure. Now, they finally backed down yesterday, but on Saturday when Comer from the House Oversight Committee was talking to Maria Bartiromo, he actually he sent it to her and displayed what the Department of Justice was trying to do. By the way, Devin Archer is testifying on Monday. Do you ever see, do you usually see the DOJ send letters like this out on a Saturday? Never. Never. This is the first time I've ever heard of the Department of Justice doing anything on a Saturday. Like, did they think they were going to get away with it? Uh, apparently so. You know, give credit to Devin Archer that he has enough clout to actually call an attorney <laughs> or the attorney calls James Comer and says, the Department of Justice is telling my client to turn himself in for a crime he was exonerated of in 2018. I, let's be honest. This Devin Archer guy, he isn't your fine, upstanding young man either. He hung out with Hunter Biden. They were best friends. Hunter Biden has a tendency to surround himself with, like, not such great people. You know? So what was in the letter? Yeah, the letter from the Department of Justice is uh, trying to nudge the judge to go ahead and uh, sentence Devin Archer uh, for something unrelated to what we're going to be talking to him about tomorrow. Uh, it's odd that it was issued on a Saturday, and it's odd that it's right before he's scheduled to come in to uh, have an opportunity to speak in front of the House Oversight Committee and tell the American people the truth about what really went on with Burisma. So apparently, as the story goes, apparently now, a bunch of House Republicans were ready to get together, including Matt Gates, and to say this is... This will be a separate investigation into the Department of Justice now, trying to do this. Well, they should. And that's what forced the DOJ to finally back down. So long story short, Archer <laughs> is supposed to testify today before the House Oversight Committee. It can only mean one thing. It is guaranteed that another indictment is coming against Trump because they're right over the target in the crosshairs of Biden corruption. See, yeah, and I think they're going to they're gonna up the ante with Trump, you know, before it was just a letter that he got. And usually when you get a letter, as he says, from the Department of Justice or who was ever sending the letter out, that it's soon followed by an indictment of sorts. I think they're just going to show up with handcuffs, drag him out of Bedminster, his home there, throw him in the back of a paddy wagon and take him to jail. Oh, OK. You well, know? <laughs> that would lead to civil war. But OK. I'm just it's a possibility. Saying, it's I'm just saying they're going to go above and beyond to take the, the, they are, the whole course. focus away from the Devin Archer testimony. I know what you're saying. They'll do whatever they can, yeah. because that's been the only story, by the way. And every, almost every network except Fox is covering the Devin Archer thing. Every single one of them you can name. They're talking about is Trump indictment coming in Georgia? Yeah, it's it's like I, I'm on the front page of uh, another network, and the only thing it talks about is the Mar-a-Lago property manager is going to be arraigned today. Uh, so he shows up, that guy, Carlos D'Oliveira, oh, yeah. he shows up in a Miami courtroom because apparently he erased 
I don't know, security videos of Trump telling the people to move the boxes at, at Mar-a-Lago. Okay. By the way, update on that. Did you see that from Trump himself over the weekend? Mm-hmm. He said it's a lie. Nothing was erased. In fact, we turned over all of that to the Democrats anyway. They had it. If there was any erasing, it was them. Wow. This guy's just to be in the headline. The reason why they grabbed the Mar-a-Lago guy was because, you know, to to make it sound like documents case is even bigger. I think what did they say Trump has spent since the beginning of the year fighting all this these indictments like forty million dollars? Right. They're just trying I think they're just trying to make the guy go bankrupt, to be quite honest with you. Figure they'll run him dry eventually. Uh, but now I'm sure he's paying for, uh, you know, Carlos de Oliveira's defense because he works for him. You know, I was wondering about that. Do you think so? I, I don't think Carlos has the kind of money to hire some high-end attorney. Those people are expensive. I just hear this guy, and I'm like, what? Well, I was just picking weeds. I'm a property manager. I don't know. Come on. I trim the bushes every week. Leave me alone. Yeah, I know how to erase you know, surveillance tapes. Yeah, sure, whatever. If it wasn't so scary... What's going on with all of this stuff? It would just be, it's like a bad sitcom. It really is. They're not necessarily smart, and they're not hiding anything. They're just corrupt. I just want to see who's going to do the movie. Because this is like a Tom Clancy novel. It really is. You don't need one. It's playing out in front of our very eyes. This is like real life. It's, it's, I, people don't believe it though. It's incredible. You got the Department of Justice sending out a letter on a Saturday to a guy telling him, go turn yourself in? Yeah, sure. Whatever. This is, uh, this is a trend that's, that's, I don't know. I, last nine months has happened a lot. That BB Rexa. Yeah, she got stitches because of it. Happened to Harry Styles. I think one of the other rappers had something thrown hit him in the head, too. There was, and there was a country person. Oh, remember, uh, what's his name? Morgan Wallen. Wallen? Uh, yeah, he got he got hit in the... Somebody with a, threw the boot. With a boot. That's right, they hit him in the chest, and he threw it to the opposite end of the arena. Good for him. I don't know why it happens all the time with people throwing stuff on stage, but it happened to Cardi B over the weekend, the rapper. Mm. Now, Jen knows her because, you know, she's a big fan. Yeah, I, I have every single one of her albums. <laughs> so yeah. a couple of things were revealed. This is the first time we've seen the artist fight back. She threw her microphone at the person, whoever it was, that threw a drink in her face. You can tell she's a street thug. I'm sorry. I'll yeah. say it. I, you know, nobody she, else would have done this. A couple of things. I think she's a lefty, <laughs> and she threw it like a hatchet. Oh, she's, yeah. She, you could tell she was used to throwing, like, knives at people. I'm thinking, oh, boy. So you can kind of hear the moment, and I'll stop it when, when the drink hits the face. Okay. And she throws it. I'll try to stop it. Okay, now, she has no microphone at this point. She doesn't have a microphone? But the vocals are still going. Oh. You know what I'm getting at? Memorex. All people paid to hear an iPad. Oh, my God. She so has she, no microphone, and she's just walking around now trying to get the person on the stage. And then she, did you notice how many bodyguards she had? Yeah, they all there came flying There were a lot out. of security people at this concert. I'm thinking, why do you have so many security people? Would they have come out if she hadn't thrown the microphone at the, at try to hit the, I don't, I still don't know if she hit the person that threw the drink at her. I, don't know. I mean, she, it was a full drink with ice in the face. Yeah, and she, they, they threw it at her. And okay, and, and I, I'm probably thinking, here's my take on this. It was like 100 degrees outside. Yeah. I'm thinking maybe the guy or the girl did it just to cool her off, not to uh, be mean, <laughs> but she she chucked that microphone at whoever it was. If it hit them, they got hurt. So now is this going to only escalate people throwing stuff on stage? Because now, oh, if they throw a microphone at me, I can sue. Well, I can sue and I can keep the microphone and then I have an heirloom from my favorite singer. Yeah. Right. Or artist or whoever the case may be. Uh-huh. Stop throwing things at people. Yeah, I don't know what this trend is, but it's bad. You know, And this person was like right in the front row. So uh, that's like, bad, but it's also bad. 
to full on not even attempt to sing or rap at a show. <laughs> and you've got complete backing tracks the whole time. They made fun of Billy, Millie Vanilli for this. I know. They took away their Grammy Award for that. Come on. Unbelievable. And here she is singing up a storm without any microphone. All right, more on the uh, the Hunter thing and the Trump thing. We'll see if any mm. of those come to pass by the time we come back next. But also, uh, weekend box office and Mega Millions, over a billion. Yes, yeah, sweet. All right, that more next. The South Florida Morning Show, keep it here. Well, I don't know this is your payoff, but maybe you actually <laughs> will get a payoff tomorrow night because this is up again. Across America with Mega Jackpots, it's Mega Millions. One wow. billion dollars. It's like one billion dollars and five cents. Yeah, or like fifty thousand or whatever. Just like, enough okay. to put it over the put it over the edge. Well, you know they had to beat they had to beat Powerball, so they had right. to add that extra fifty grand or whatever it is. I'm like, okay, I'll take it. It's like, did they ever round up? I don't think so. Like, if they were if they were five thousand dollars short on the actual jackpot to a billion bucks, they would call it a billion, wouldn't they? You would think. Of course they would. You know, they would just t- steal it from the education fund. Don't worry about it. <laughs> oh my gosh, please! <clears throat> no new deaths this year. We're at a billion. We're mega millions. <laughs> we don't have any more money. Uh, but it's uh, tomorrow night. It's a bit more than a billion dollars. We still haven't heard as to when the last billion on Powerball. Mm. I don't think we'll ever find out who it was in L.A. And but you know what? And the odds are, it might not have been anybody in L.A. It could have been somebody that was there traveling, went to that one store and bought a ticket. You know, yeah. one never knows. Yeah, it could have been. Here's a crazy story from the day, and you uh, you just hope for the best here, but you got to wonder. And I'm not trying to victim blame or anything like that, but did you take your family to Haiti even after the State Department warning? Two Americans missing after being kidnapped in Haiti over the weekend. A nonprofit group, El Roy Haiti. Mm. announced that a nurse who was married to the group's founder and her child were kidnapped Thursday morning while serving in a community ministry. They were kidnapped on Thursday. Ugh. So they've been missing for three days already? Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, even yeah. longer? Wow. Taken the same day, the State Department ordered all non-emergency U.S. government employees to leave Haiti due to kidnapping, crime, civil unrest, and poor health infrastructure. Wow. Now, obviously, that warning happened... Yeah, as a result of them. But, I mean, the situation was dire heading into that. But the thing is, this organization, if she's married to the guy that runs this organization, and this is their son or that they, they kidnapped, I would bet that this organization's been in Haiti for a while. And oh, they, I'm sure. Oh, and yeah. I, I, I would even bet that she probably knew who, capt- who, who the captors are. Because, you know, it, when desperation leads people to do horrific things— and and if you know you can't feed your family, you can't clothe your family. You got you know people dying around you because of lack of medicine. It makes you do strange things. What better way? Let's let's kidnap an American and get money from the American government. I, it's, it's, I can. And you're right. Hope. Probably a really good chance she did know, and, and the group could very well know be. exactly what's happening here. I just can't. I can't get over the fact because it's all. It sounds like a small child. They're not releasing um, all the details, but I just can't. I can't imagine putting your family in that situation. No. But they're doing. What they think is the Lord's work. Yeah, you it's know, like you know, that's from a health aspect, but they it's it's just like missionary work. Yeah, well, I mean, Tim Tebow's uh, the prime example of that. His parents took him all over this globe, taking care of you know less fortunate people through the ministry. So I, you know, it, that, that takes a, a special breed of individual. And you know, like I said, I think they've probably been there for a while. They knew all the people in the community and never thought that this woman would be kidnapped. Unfortunately, hopefully they're just they're okay, and and nothing you know of ill will has come for them or for her or the child. That's the bad thing. And does the United States 
when it comes to a missionary situation, I know they don't they allegedly don't deal with terrorists as far as a kidnapping and a ransom goes, but would they what do they do in this situation? Do they actually try to contact the people yeah, I don't know. you know and, and say, Okay, we'll give you X amount of dollars or we'll give you this or whatever it is that you want? Do they negotiate to get the people back? The only thing that is being reported is that the State Department is talking to the Haitian government to try to uh to try to get some help for them. And then they probably know more than that they're sharing. So hopefully yeah. these people will be okay. I only wish. Here's another weird story. Sad, too, because there's a lot of people out of work because of this. Thousands of people across the country starting the week without jobs. The closure of Yellow Freight. They This is a huge trucking company that's just shutting down. I think it's one of the largest in the nation, actually. 34,000 uh, drivers oh. or employees. I, I'm sure some of them worked in warehouses, so I, I stand corrected. But that's a lot of people unemployed in one whole fell swoop. And at the same token, this is the same organization. They were bailed out during COVID. They got a lot of money. and uh, it, so is 700 it, million. Oh, geez. So that's just up in smoke? I, yeah. They've already spent it, I'm sure. Oh, man. Uh, did they spend it on, you know, was it on salary? Was it on, you know, maintenance of their trucks? I, I don't know. But badly managed. I heard a report earlier this morning that it said that the cargo that they typically ship doesn't ship as much anymore. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what Yellow was known for shipping, but that's probably they've been in trouble for a number of years. And they're going to, I guess, file for Chapter 11 today. That is brutal. But all those people are unemployed now and hopefully they can go to other trucking companies. And apparently thousands of them had been moved from their headquarters in Kansas City to Nashville just recently here. Oh, dear. So maybe you're in a new city and you're unemployed. And you're unemployed. That's just tough all the way around. I, you know, I don't know what the situation is in Nashville, but, uh, you know, maybe you go back to Kansas City. Who who knows? But hopefully these people will be able to find another job somewhere. Oof. It's, it's, I always hear, like, when we, I listen to our station on the way in, they, they always have trucking ads. You know, the right, trucking that, companies are looking for people. So that's maybe, when they're listening. So hopefully, you know, or warehouse people. Uh, all they got to do is go to North, go, go up the turnpike here or I-95, like 50 miles. There are more warehouses being built along the I-95 corridor than I think anywhere between like Port St. Lucie and Vero Beach. Right. There are so many warehouses there. So, I mean, maybe they could come here to find employment. Who knows? Just might. I don't know. Hey, we got rapid fire coming up in just minutes. Just past bottom of the hour. I'll update you on some more stuff that happened over the weekend and this morning, actually. Stick around for that. Time for Jen and Bill's Rapid Fire on News Talk 850 WFTL. All right, let's catch you up on the headlines. Jen's got the first one. Well, you know what? A bunch of my friends are in the Keys this weekend, and this story popped up, and I said, if you need more proof that more people are moving to Florida than anywhere else, this will prove it. A new area code coming to Miami-Dade. Really? They just added 786 not long ago. So they can have three? Yep. Oh, 305, oh, the original. No. Then 786, and now for Miami-Dade County and the Florida Keys, 645 starts Friday. How about that? So Don't like it. I, now you have to start changing phone numbers and everything, but I get what you're saying is that more people move down here, so they need to split up area codes. You know what screwed this up? They didn't dedicate, and they had a chance to, they didn't dedicate a specific area code for just cell phones when everybody yeah, was know. getting cell phone numbers. They had the chance. I remember you told me about yeah, that. They it messed it up. Very distressing. Now look what we have. 10-digit dialing. <laughs> Mass hysteria. Don't yeah, ever wait. Make now you're going to get a phone call from 645 and think it's Alaska. But yeah, it's right. actually up the street. What I the don't get the that? phone anyway, so. <laughs> <laughs> no text, no answer. <laughs> uh, speaking of people moving here, 
this seriously will cause more people to leave New York and come to Florida. What's that? New law kicks in today that will ban restaurants and eateries in New York City like they're not going through enough from voluntarily handing out utensils, condiment packets, and napkins. Oh, you got to be kidding me. In takeout and delivery orders. Well, every time we order from the Chinese place up the street, I always look forward to all the stuff they stick in the bag. Sure. It's like, ooh, all these oh, fortune my. cookies. Before I was married, I funded a whole apartment that way. <laughs> yeah, soy sauces and duck sauce. Yeah, come on. Get this. People must specifically in New York City request the items to be in their orders now. It's no. the skip the stuff law. What? It's aimed at, you guessed it, reducing plastic use to help the environment. So now they're not just going to throw... So if you forget to ask, which I would and I do... Like now, a tourist. Yeah, right. Yeah. Or you know, right, you're going back to a hotel that doesn't have any uh-huh. utensils or something, and you forget to ask for utensils. You'll be eating lo mein like a savage with your say. bare hands. <laughs> or your mashed potatoes. Right. <laughs> just dig in there, guys. <laughs> start scooping it up. <laughs> on the curb. <laughs> on the curb. <laughs> they have a That's grace period oh, until boy. July of next year before they start facing actual fines of each time if they do it. And you know they'll send out like fake little orders. Right. And if, they, test and if, if they dare put in like a ketchup package in your thing, they'll find the restaurant 400 bucks. That's absurd. 400. That whole city is absurd. This is why so many people are leaving there. Nothing in droves. S- nothing says virtue signaling like liberal policies. You're not kidding. Boy, I tell you. Uh, actually, it's funny. Speaking of that, remember the whole thing, guys, with the uh, L.A. Dodgers? They were supposed to have Christian Faith and Family Day. Oh, yeah, but instead they oh, went they with Satan Oh, they brought in those, yeah, those crazy people, yeah. That's, yes, the Sisters of Perpetual Emotion, Indulgence no idea, or something. They are. It basically was that uh, anti-Catholic nun uh, drag queen group that they brought in to honor them instead, right? Yeah, they got, like, citizen the Citizen Award. Yeah, exactly. There was a whole big protest. People didn't come to the pregame ceremonies. The place was empty. Oh, yeah. Well, guess what the Dodgers did now? They, they, brought, they, they invited them back again? No, they held their first Christian Faith and Family Day since 2019. They had it over the weekend, very quietly, by the oh, way. Of course, right. Nobody, oh. nobody talked about this, but they had it back. Clayton Kershaw, who is a uh, very openly Christian man, was ho- hosting the event before and after, talking to fans. They had festivities, including pre- and post-game performances by Christian mu- musicians. Mm. The Pope came out and danced and oh, sang? absolutely conversations about faith with fans after the game. Chris Pratt threw out the first pitch in the game. It was a whole big to-do that Holy cow. nobody spoke about. Yeah, well, but you know what? Bring in the Satans, the Satanists, and you're all set. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> they have a terrible PR department. Yeah, they do. That team. I mean, that's really bad. I just thought it was funny that they brought it back over the weekend, and you literally did not hear a thing about it. Yeah. Now they'll just have no night whatsoever for anybody ever again. Yeah, pretty much. I could see that, jerk. <laughs> it's Satan head bobble night. <laughs> They'll promote that like crazy. Sure. Get your own little set of horns. When they, when they had Christian Family uh, Day over the weekend, you didn't hear a peep. There you wow. go. That's LA sad. Dodgers. Ridiculous. Yeah, right. Well, you know what? This is, uh, as we well know, I don't like heights. I don't like the ocean because of the sharks. I've never heard any of this before. Yeah, sure. <laughs> and I hate to fly, but now I will never get on a carnival ride because I'm thinking... This is what this was. I'm with you there, actually. You know? Yeah. A ride in New York malfunctioned, and it wouldn't stop. A place called Playland Park. They say it's just outside of the city. Okay. The ride's called Music Express. You see it at fairs and carnivals all the time. It's the one that goes around, and it, it it's like goes over the moguls, as Bill mentioned. Yeah, you see but the, the music car, yeah. is blaring. Oh, jeez. And then it goes forward really fast, and then it goes backwards really fast, and then stops. Well, this one went backwards. It and it wouldn't shut off. It is a nightmare situation. This is a nightmare situation. 
Fortunately, nobody was hurt, but they said kids were screaming, parents were yelling and screaming. Ten minutes. That's awful. At full speed, going oh. backwards. They hit the emergency shutoff. Didn't work. The only way they could get it to stop was to unplug it. And I'm sure that was a major ordeal. Now they say it was an electrical malfunction, and they've reached out to the manufacturers to make sure it doesn't happen again. The only thing you can do at that point if you're the park owner is to counter-program. That's right. You were on for 10 minutes. I'm going to charge you three times. That's right. (laughs) That's right. We gave you extra ride for free. That's right. Cough it up there, lady. Can you imagine? Oh, dear Lord. No, that's awful. Actually... On that note, Jen, I have that video on the morning show blog. Oh, do you? 850WFTL.com and on the powerful 850 app with the morning show category. You can check it out. It's an absolute nightmare. I don't do <gasps> carnival rides anymore. I used no, to all either. the time. Not no. anymore. Yeah. I'm I out. just look at the people who run them. I go I go to carnivals to eat, which might be more dangerous than going on the rides, but still, that's what yeah. I do. At least it's on I a figure, stick. Yeah. I figure the grease will and the heat will kill off any germs yeah, there are. Fine. Well, we've got a big day with the poor guy who is the head. What would they call him at ABC News? Bottom of the hour, the head of maintenance oh, at yeah, Mar-a-Lago. Yeah. Well, yeah, he's a maintenance guy. He gets called. He gets hauled into court today. Uh, uh, the third person in the Mar-a-Lago documents indictment. This poor guy gets hauled in. Well, Trump talked about it 20 hours ago on Truth Social. He says the crooked election interference thugs from the DOJ, headed by the worst thug in the ball, Terrain Jack Smith. <laughs> Trump says. They are now admitting the Mar-a-Lago security tapes were not deleted. It's not what they were illegally leaking to the press. These guys should be wow. prosecuted for misconduct. Also, he makes, <laughs> also, whatever happened to Crooked Joe's documents? Where are the ones he sent and stored in Chinatown? Oh, jeez. Yeah, or the ones in his garage. <laughs> yeah, those is, two. Is, Come on. Is, is deranged Jack Smith going to indict him for this at the same time receiving... Bribes from China. <laughs> so that's wow. interesting, though. I don't think Trump would say that if he, he's saying now that the, the so-called security tapes were never deleted by this maintenance guy anyway. Wow. I wouldn't know how to delete it. They yeah, just a keep, maintenance guy's going to know how to delete your this, security footage. This poor guy was named in this. They put his name down in, in the Mar-a-Lago deal just to keep that story going. They have nothing. This is cr- yeah, because if they had key documents, you know he would already be like in jail for it. Maybe he would have seen the documents. Throwing stuff, throwing stuff, and see what comes out. Something's going to stick is what they're waiting for. So I teased you guys earlier in the last rapid fire. We ran out of time. I didn't get to mention it. And how you can own Michael Jordan's car. Yeah, I'm sure we could afford Michael Jordan's car. Actually, I think you can. You can spend your Mega Millions money on it instead. Oh. <laughs> does it not have a front seat so he can fit? <laughs> yeah, I mean, does he, yeah, does he drive from the back seat? Yeah, that's right. Because his legs are probably as tall as I am. Yeah, he's pretty tall. 6'8", right? 6'6", six, six, somewhere in there. Well, he's his uh, 1996 Mercedes-Benz, the S600. Oh, nice. He owned it from 1995 to 2003. I'm sure one of his many cars. But that's a pretty big deal. 95 to 2003 is you know, yeah. a lot of his playing days. It's on sale at auction for... Uh-oh. $23. What? <laughs> oh, his number. Number 23. So he oh. figured, you know what? I'm just going to do somebody a salad here. Not like I really need to sell my car for money right now. Yeah, why is it so cheap? I guess just because he felt like he'd get a good rise out of it and put it out there. All right. And, you know, make somebody's well, day. I'm sure that's what the opening bid is, and then it goes up from there. Listen, if you got $23, you can buy Michael Jordan's car. You know who's going to yeah. buy it? <laughs> Who? <laughs> Scotty Pippen. No. <laughs> and then he's going to take a baseball bat to it. Always getting Jordan's hand-me-downs. <laughs> no, that's right. <laughs> they don't get along these days. Wow. So I thought yeah. that was pretty intriguing. But you're right. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and someday have him sign it or something? Yeah.
Wow. Maybe he left a cigar in there or something. <laughs> it's, got a v, it's got a V12 engine, by the way. Oh, wow. 389 horsepower. Sucker moves. Wow. V12. Wow. wow. Boy, a gas guzzler that is. I'm surprised the, the earth lovers haven't, uh, climate people haven't attacked him on it yet. Yeah, oh, no who knows them. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll try to nail it down. When does Hunter's former business associate appear before Congress today? Yeah, if he doesn't get bumped off on the way there. Seriously, they got to put a bubble wrap around that guy. <laughs> yeah. And say goodbye to the traditional American ice cream truck, at least in this one American community. Oh, what's wrong with this community? Because one person complained. <gasps> of course. That and more coming up next. The self Loader Morning Show. Keep it here. When this battle is over... I'll be back in the White House, and the Bidens will have to justify all of the corruption that they've done. They're doing everything they can to ruin this election, just like they ruined the last. Well, maybe they'll have to justify that after today. We'll see. Devin Archer, the guy that they didn't want (laughs) testifying today before the House Oversight Committee, he will be there today. We're still waiting on a time on that. But uh, Department of Justice tried to take him off the playing field over the weekend. Yeah, they sent out a letter to, uh, I guess, his attorneys or maybe to himself or maybe all of the above. Uh, said, uh, take yourself to the nearest facility, turn yourself in uh, for a crime that uh, allegedly happened in 2018 that he was exonerated from and, and found not guilty of. Uh, so I guess they try to scare. It was a scare tactic. Just uh, turn yourself in. We'll figure out a crime later. <laughs> it's like, here. So hopefully he doesn't, you know, like break a leg or sort of go missing as he's walking up his Capitol steps. I, You know what? I don't know where James Comer is hiding this guy. <laughs> Guy, but I'm sure it was uh, his own personal people that were watching him because how can you trust anybody, not only in the Justice Department, but the FBI or anywhere else with the government agency at this point? Uh, I think he's supposed to testify at like 10 o'clock this morning. Who knows? They may move it. They may change the location. It's behind closed doors with the oversight committee. They might even do it at Comer's home, for goodness sakes. So I guess they tried to they tried this move. And now. The, the rumor is, the word on the street is, there were so many House Republicans, and I guess Matt Gates was involved with this, that were ready to, like, literally have an emergency session on Sunday to go after the DOJ over this and to make everybody aware of it. Wow. But the DOJ finally backed down off, <laughs> which is an interference. That's... They're not seeing anything like this. Yeah, if you don't think this administration weaponizes government agencies to, to take people out. In this case, this Devin Archer guy. Granted, he's not a fine, upstanding young man either. Oh, no. You know, he's had his issues in the past. But again, he was exonerated. Was he trying to do extort or bribe? What was he doing with the American Native tribe? What did he do? Yeah, he he, he beat the rap, but he was being charged of trying to defraud a Native American tribe oh, my in 2018. Gosh. Yeah, he's, oh, God. <laughs> yeah, well. He's, are they all crooked? I think so. I think Jeez. so. Right. Who knows? But he was Hunter Biden's best friend. I'm sure not anymore, considering he's testifying against him. Well, we'll see what happens today. If he makes it. Mm. If they don't take him out. They might pull a Jimmy Hoffa on him. One never knows. Lord. Just disappears on the way. All right, as we wrap up, we didn't get this yet today, but when I play this sound, what do you think of? Oh, an ice cream truck. Quick! Quick! Yeah. Look ice out of the cones. Grab some. Grab some coins and run down the street. Yeah, I need money. I had to run to my girlfriend's, uh, to Brack's neighborhood, because they didn't come down our street. That was like panic-inducing, because you don't want to miss it. You I couldn't know. miss it for the day. I know, it was terrible. Well, this is uh, this is even more terrible. There's a neighborhood in New Jersey, oh. near Philly, Blackwood, mm-hmm. New Jersey, that has lost out on the ice cream truck. Why? Is this a growing trend? A Mr. Softy truck was driving around playing... The jingle, like you just heard. Mr. Softy. <laughs> Some, somebody found it annoying. Oh, come on. Somebody else who lives in the neighborhood got on Facebook. I guess it was a big Facebook fight, and they said, Mr. Softy has disappeared. Oh. 
been told not to come back over to our area because one neighbor called to complain about the music. It's not clear who complained, but the local news heard about it and got in touch with the Mr. Softy headquarters. Jeez, they got the local news involved? Oh, and they called. That's a big there was deal. A, there's a Mr. Softy headquarters? <laughs> so Mr. Softy, chief in charge, said, that, yeah, sometimes they do get complaints like this. If a driver's been blasting the jingle at 10 o'clock or something, they make sure it stops. But this was the middle of the day and somebody still complained. Well, maybe it's like, you know, shift work and they're trying to nap or something. Yeah, I can understand that. Then you know what? Put headphones on. <laughs> you know, if, you, if you if you work shift work and you sleep during the day, you have come up with every way possible to get through any noise you hear. That's you true. Know, kids running in and out of the house, kids playing outside, dump trucks, dumping stuff. Come on. We kind of sort of work shift work here. Yeah. I, I guess I could sleep through a nuclear explosion. There's no doubt about it. I can sleep through anything. Kids in that neighborhood can breathe a sigh of relief, though. Summer is saved. Oh, really? Other neighbors, they formed a committee. <laughs> they got yeah. in touch with Mr. Softy. To complain about the complainer, <laughs> and now the, now the truck is going to return. So now that everybody knows who the complainer was, they're going to go egg her house or throw oh, you yeah. know oh. ice cream cones at her. Oh, they all know. Because you know who it is. Absolutely. It's that one neighbor that everybody dislikes. It's that mean lady down the yeah, street. And it complains about everything. <laughs> Jeez. Well, hopefully we'll have uh, Devin Archer sound tomorrow, at least figure out what he talked about, because we want to see the Bidens go down. No, we don't. Anyway, uh, we start at 6 o'clock tomorrow. Yes, we do. We'll see you tomorrow at 6. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.